coming to you from a cozy little condo high atop old Fort Ward, Atlanta. Welcome, Welcome. to The Ron Show on America One Radio. Here's your host, <laughs> Ron Roberts. All right, and a happy Thursday to you. Thanks for listening to The Ron Show. Whether it be on the America One Radio app, americaoneradio.com, or wherever you podcast, we do appreciate that. Let's dive right on in. We've got president of the South River Watershed Alliance, Dr. Jackie Eccles, joining us. Dr. Jackie Eccles. Dr. Eccles, or should I call you Jackie? What would you be more comfortable with? Uh, uh, Dr. Jackie. I like that, Dr. Jackie. <laughs> Not quite like Nurse Jackie. I don't know if you watch that show. But <laughs> Dr. Jackie joins us. And by the way, congratulations to you. Uh, let's see. You were named the uh, 2022 uh, GACD Urban Conservationist of the Year by the Georgia Association of Conservation Districts. Congratulations for that. Yeah. Also, oh, the uh, let's see, and let's see, uh, the 2023 Champion of Conserve uh, Conservation by the folks at Garden and Gun Magazine. Congratulations, ma'am. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So I wanted to reach out to you because as I was listening to this interview that Mayor Andre Dickens did last week with the folks at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, they will be launching, they, they, they have a Politically Georgia podcast, they will be launching it as a show beginning, I think, October 30th on WABE 90.1. Uh, I heard Mayor Andre Dickens in this interview speak to the list of... Uh, concerns that folks have had about the Atlanta Public Safety Training Facility being built uh, in DeKalb County. And one of the things he wanted to check off the list was there were questions about uh, environmental impact, and we've answered that. And I thought to myself, I've not heard anybody sign off on that, and I thought I'd reach out to you. Have all the environmental concerns about this public safety training facility been answered? Uh, well, actually, none of the environmental issues <laughs> around this facility have been answered. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> so surprised. <laughs> you know, and and that's why, in, in large part, at least in terms of South River Watershed Alliance, uh, that's been our concern, and and those have been um, those have been our issues. And so, no, no, um, Mayor Dickens has done nothing to, um, to address those issues. And what are those issues? Can you remind our audience what, what all the concerns are? Uh, <clears throat> you know, well, number one, it, it's, it destroyed three quarters of uh, what had been designated <clears throat> for um, as, as, Parked property. Mm-hmm. Um, the the site, uh, original site of the South River Forest was um, 300 acres. This facility, um, um, they have clear cut uh, 100, almost 171. Well, they clear cut 85 acres, and the site itself is scattered over 171 acres. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since there's an ex- escalation cl- clause, uh, expansion cl- clause in the in the ordinance, I mean they can turn around anytime they want to and expand on what little green space uh, that will be left. And and besides that, the green space that's left is on a a live police training facility. You know, uh, its usefulness as public green space at that point is negligible. Come on, Dr. Jackie, who doesn't want to take a quiet walk in the woods with folks <laughs> shooting pistols? I know. That's exactly the, the thing that I 
you know, that I said, you know, and, and I raised in some meetings, Ron, I said, where is the model that, that, that Atlanta has to put forth yeah. that speaks to how a live mega, uh, bigger than anyone, it will be bigger than anyone in this country, mm. uh, how can they coexist right. uh, next to um, a park? <laughs> You know, with with people yeah. walking through it, and and no one has answered that question. And my other issue is that nowhere else would anyone even propose this, except for um, the 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 black communities. You know, the in, in the black community that surrounds this facility, it would even be proposed. Right. I mean, the environmental racism uh, racism aspect comes up for sure. It's it's hard to picture a family of four with. Uh, little Julie on her bike wearing a Kevlar vest and helmet <laughs> to avoid the gunfire coming from the range not far <laughs> from this public park. It seems sort of asinine. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean, between the, the you know, four-story burn tower <laughs> and, uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, you want to go out and get some fresh air, right? Why not walk by the burn tower? <laughs> Exactly. Mm. So, you know, you've never seen it. And, and just, you know, just from the standpoint of talking about it, it's absolutely absurd. So for Mayor Dickens to talk about environmental concerns have been answered. I mean, no one, you can't address something that's that's just so as ridiculous as this. Mm. Um, you know, you, you don't do it. You don't try to figure out a way to to address it. And, and I think that's Andre's, um, uh, that's his, his dilemma. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you speak to a dilemma. I love, I love that word. And I think that word sort of sticks because I feel like he's caught in a dilemma where he's so far, pardon the term upstream now that he doesn't feel like he can go back. And I don't know right. what, what keeps him from coming back or, you know, recalculating in any way, shape, form, or fashion, or even I, I thought when Fulton County announced, hey, you know what, we want something too, and we're going to spend $17 million to do it, and we're going to do it in Fulton County, I thought then and there, I was like, well, there's the solution. Atlanta and, the, and Fulton County could collaborate, and everybody comes, everybody comes away with what they want, and everyone's a little bit happier for it, but that nobody took the bait. Uh, no. And, you know, he, he, of course, the mayor has has never, you know, addressed that issue either. Um, but as we say, you know, word on the street, um, is that, um, and, and, you know, and it makes sense, you know, the, the the city of Atlanta, you know, with the the help of the governor, you know, Brian Kemp, Mm. uh, you know, kind of fought off supposedly, the move for Buckhead City, you know. Um, I've heard that floated about. I've heard the the prior yeah. threats of the state taking over the airport, you know, seem to be taken off the table maybe as a way of a little bit of scratching uh, uh, my back and you scratch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but the, the reason that I point to the, um, I point to the whole issue of the Buckhead, of Buckhead City mm-hmm. is that this, this, police training facility uh, is to appease, you know, that community by um, showing <clears throat> that they will, that, how do I put this, that um, they are getting this 
this police training facility that will train more police that will make them feel safer. So, you know, uh, they, you know, they didn't get what they want and wanted in terms of a city. And one of their big yeah. issues is crime. Right. right? Uh, so this is a way to provide the training, the police ostensibly to address this whole notion of crime that folks who live in Buckhead seem to have. Never mind that there's countless studies that show that more cops don't necessarily exactly. equal. Exactly. You know, there is no right. uh, virtually no data that supports that. Uh, idea. But in terms of why this is happening and why uh, Andre hasn't really just just decided not to go down this very dark, sad road, particularly, mm. um, you know, as it relates to being, you know, the mayor of, of, of the city of Atlanta, it's the only one that really does yeah. Makes sense. So now the South River Watershed Alliance, for which you are the board president, filed a motion, uh, an injunction in uh, in early September. Talk talk to us about what that injunction uh, sought to do and, and where it stood in court. Uh, yeah, well, our issue, uh, in, in addition to the fact that, um, you know, it shouldn't be built, it shouldn't be built in a predominantly black community, hmm. you know, it is environmental racism is that there are very real environmental uh, issues that violate the Clean Water Act. Mm. And um, the city of Atlanta is under a consent decree. Um, the uh, creek that flows, that's impacted um, by the uh, police training facility um, is Entrenchment Creek, mm. and the issue is sediment. And um, so there is the the issue that, um, from an environmental standpoint, they're violating already violating as what's called the total maximum daily load of sediment that that stream can it can accept and still meet water quality standards. Mm. It's 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 above it. This just makes it worse. And uh, you know, but of course, as with in many issues in Atlanta, you know, uh, the, the mayor doesn't care about uh, the the environment. I mean, he doesn't care about people, not to mention the environment. Uh, but in terms of our focus on this, it's the law. We have the law on our side. The city with this, uh, the city with this facility is violating the Clean Water Act. That's documented by the Georgia Environmental protection uh division georgia dnr um so yeah that's why we have filed a motion in federal court um to for a preliminary injunction because they've already cleared uh, the trees which has for, it is further polluting the mm -hmm. uh, the the uh the waterway already um but what we're trying to do is 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 stop the carnage because they are trying to build something as quickly as they can in order to send you know to promote this notion. Well, we've gone we've gone this far. How can you stop us now? Mm. I, I you you keep talking about the clear cutting of trees and and I I think back to what was it a week and a half ago that we had uh, like three hours worth of rain drop within uh, an hour or something along those lines. And there was flooding in this, in the streets of downtown Atlanta and the college campuses, the HBCU campuses. And I, I was thinking to myself, well, what do you expect is going to happen when you don't have foliage or, or trees right. to, to stop that sort of stuff from happening? Yeah. 
and and Atlanta is building. I mean, it's built out. Uh, there just are not that many uh, trees in downtown Atlanta, mm-hmm. you know, that are left. Um, and the, uh, the the size of the acreage uh, where they're building this police facility was the last largest uh, acreage uh, in the city of Atlanta. Mm. And, and that didn't deter the city of Atlanta either. You know, so there is no real concern about the environment. There, there's really no con- really any concern about the, the population, the, the folks that live there, at least not on the south and southeast side of town where where they're uh, looking to to build this. Um, they're looking to build this this facility, um, you know, because if you look at the health impacts, when you look at the community, the health impacts are greater and predominantly black and marginalized mm-hmm. communities. Um, and you know, you can't replace, there's no way to replace this green space. Uh, the mayor was talking about that and, and the amount of money it, was, it would cost. There is still no money to buy any more green space, even if green space were available, but they, it has to be available before you can buy it to replace. Sure. And it's just, so it's just not going to happen. You know, what the mayor is hoping is that this whole fight, this whole issue will go away, uh, but we are doing everything that, and a lot of other folks are as well, mm-hmm. to keep it uh, in the media, to keep it um, to keep it out front, because folks in Southeast Atlanta, the Black community in Southeast Atlanta, Southeast Atlanta that's primarily impacted uh, by this, this project, deserve better. Uh, Andre Dickens owes them better. He is supposed to be the mayor for all of Atlanta, not just Buckhead or doing Buckhead's bidding. And um, so, I mean, that's why there are so many folks against us, why they've been, we've been fighting for over two years over this. And I know in terms of our court fight, you know, we, will, we will continue. We're with Dr. Jackie Eccles. Board President of the South River Watershed Alliance. Got a couple more questions I want to ask you. Got to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a few. By the way, a little later in the show, Mayor Nancy Harris from Duluth, Georgia. Undercover mayor. What's that all about? Welcome back to The Ron Show. We are with South River Watershed Alliance Board President, Dr. Jackie Eccles. Dr. Jackie, we were talking about the, the folks impacted by the Atlanta Public Safety Training Facility, and they're in large part DeKalb County residents who aren't City of Atlanta residents. And the confounding thing about the entire petition drive initially was that only Atlanta residents could even hold the clipboard to have other Atlanta residents sign the petition. And now the holdup on even verifying the signatures is that, well, we had a judgment that said that we could let folks throughout the state of Georgia pass a petition around to city residents to sign. And then there was a follow-up judgment that you know canceled that out. And so now they're trying to decide, well, we don't know if we can count all these signatures. That has to be frustrating as well if you're not an actual <laughs> resident of the city of Atlanta, but you're still impacted. Yeah. And I mean, I think they have kind of um, overcome that. They did get a judgment from from the court to allow uh, the cab residents to at least participate in in the process. So what we what's happening now is that the petitions were accepted. I think they may be trying to verify them, maybe not. They're going to upload them for for everybody to look at. Yeah. But (laughs) the whole idea is that. 
nothing's going to uh, happen until the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals rule. And uh, believe me, uh, we that can be a real problem because South River Watershed Alliance had sued DeKalb County over their consent decree mm-hmm. in 2020, 2019-2020, that doesn't have a deadline you know, to fix the sanitary sewer system in predominantly Black uh, South DeKalb County mm-hmm. uh, and the sewage runs into the South River. And, you know, the district court ruled against us. We appealed to the, uh, well, we appealed the the ruling of the uh, district court to the um, appeals court, and it took them uh, 15, 16 months to rule. Yeah. Uh, And then when they did, they never addressed the issue uh, uh, that we, uh, upon which we filed the appeal. Mm -hmm. So... So, and unfortunately, I see this same kind of obstinance, this same kind of obstructionist uh, kinds of, of, of position of the 11th Circuit doing the same thing uh, here with this uh, with this referendum. Yeah, a lot of game. We've been there. Right, yeah, I was gonna say a lot of a lot of game playing it, it, through, through the courts to sort of gum this up. I mean, we're seeing we're seeing yep. the, the former president of the United States even do this with all of his indictments. And yep. the the funny thing is. It, it's almost as if, like, it's funny just to see local Democrats resorting to the similar tactics. And even when it yep. came to the, the the signature matching, folks were scratching their heads going, wait a minute, Georgia Democrats just fought state Republicans from doing the very same thing. And yeah, folks had to kind of take a step back and, yeah. and, and, and point that out. And, and now there was a little hemming and hawing even about that. I wanted to ask you what it feels like when you hear the attorney general just lump everyone who's against Cop City in with Antifa. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, that that you know, again, the, the, using the law and using you know, the courts, uh, the court system, uh, the way that this is being used is just totally absurd, and it it really makes you and you raise this issue, uh, you know, when we started this conversation, what is driving all of this, mm-hmm. right? Um, what is driving, you know, the governor? What is driving uh, the mayor uh, of the city of Atlanta? And what what has them joined at the hip mm-hmm. uh, uh, over these um, as it relates to to these issues? You know, using you know, signature verification, you know, that was used by Brian Kemp to to uh, disqualify. Many, many um, black voters, mm-hmm. or to remove them uh, from the voting rolls, and and so we get this same kind of obstructionist in the courts from Andre, and so um, I don't know. You know, it's it, you asked when we started this, what is driving this, and um, that's a very good question. You know, I, I don't expect the governor will ever address it, but I think that uh, Andre should be obligated to address uh, because, uh, you know, he is going to run for office again. And, you know, city of Atlanta still is a, uh, you know, predominantly uh, black city, maybe not by much, but still there are still a lot of black people um, that live there. And he owes them an explanation for his behavior. I'm Mm. sorry. It's objectionable. I mean, there is just no way 
what he is doing should be uh, should be taking place in the city of Atlanta. And that's just not coming from me. That's coming from a lot of, of folks who, you know, lived in Atlanta for a long time, you know, who often times speak of, you know, Martin Luther King's mm-hmm. example and yes. the example that he set for Atlanta and how he is just totally disgracing that. Uh, so I, I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. And sooner or later, he's going to have to answer that question because nothing that he has said thus far Pass the litmus test. It just makes no sense. These are environmental justice communities. This is environmental racism. You just call it what it is. And this would not be happening anywhere else in Atlanta. And um, it's not right there. And we're going to keep fighting. Yes, ma'am. I hear the fight in your voice. I'm uh, happy that you had some time to talk to me today. Anyway, follow the uh, South River Watershed Alliance on Facebook. Just look for the South River Watershed Alliance. We'll share a link to that and their uh, website as well. Dr. Jackie Eccles with the South River Watershed Alliance. Thank you so much for fighting so hard. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks so much. This is The Ron Show on America One Radio. We are back with Duluth, Georgia, Mayor Nancy Harris. And uh, I'm glad she made the time to uh, join us today. Uh, Nancy and uh, the rest of the city of Duluth, uh, those uh, who uh, work for the city, have been working not just behind the scenes, but even in front of the camera to not just uh, perform duties for the city, but also to show to its citizens that there are things that are being done, how different departments work, and how even citizens can help uh, keep uh, things rolling. Uh, In fact, uh, this one episode of Undercover Mayor that's already out uh, features uh, yards falling out of code compliance. And there's a lady by the name of Candy, who looks suspiciously like Mayor Nancy Harris, goes on the road with, uh, I believe his name is Mark Beard, uh, to uh, look at yards that are falling out of compliance. And uh-huh. it's my understanding that Candy is actually Mayor Nancy Harris, who was the undercover mayor. Is that right, Mayor Harris? That is right. I'm blowing my cover, right? <laughs> the, I'm going to go ahead and get the tough question out of the way. I saw as the episode starts that you went to the beauty shop. Was that on the taxpayer dime? <laughs> <laughs> no, she was happy to participate in this crazy idea. Okay, well, that's good. And, and yeah. that's, you know, good exposure for the uh, for the beauty bar there in Duluth as well. And, and a great job. Maybe. Yeah, great <laughs> job done. So whose idea was it to take the mayor out on the road to perform episodes of Undercover Mayor? The idea is from our marketing director, Taylor Root. She came to me several months ago and told me to uh, start watching mm-hmm. Undercover Boss, yeah. and which I had, and so that's... She started the whole idea. Let's give you a little bit of a sample of what Undercover Mayor sounds like. I'll share this YouTube clip in our show notes today at ronshowatl.com. We have a requirement where we go out and, and investigate that. We'll do the initial inspection within 72 hours of receiving that complaint. So I think it's time to uh, wrap up here. We've gotten a lot accomplished. And uh, let's get uh, Mayor uh, Candy back over here. Uh, Candy, I think we're fit. We've done a lot here. I think we're ready to go. Yeah, it looks a lot better. I'm glad you went over there and took care of it the way you did. Uh, I think uh, it's going to support the community and and just add to the beautification of it. Thank you, boss. I appreciate it. Spoiler alert, that undercover mayor is Mayor Nancy Harris, mayor of Duluth, Georgia, who is joining us. 
it's my understanding you're dropping another episode tonight. Can you give us a, a quick little tease about what you'll be covering in tonight's episode of Undercover Mayor? Tonight we're covering Parks and Rec. Okay. And we're talking about all the programs that they offer for all ages and, uh, and our parks, how great they are and their wonderful amenities. Is there anything that you actually didn't know before filming these first two episodes that you walk away from knowing now? I, I, I mean, I don't mean to embarrass you as the mayor, but obviously there have to be jobs and tasks and routines that happen that you, you wouldn't have known about before. You know, of course, you know, I, I've been mayor for 16 years now, so mm. I, I do understand the departments, but yes, it, it's skill. There's a lot of skilled people out there that know what they're doing and they have the knowledge and the skills and the experience to implement things that I would not know how. How do I get along with people? How to tell people, you know, you need to wash your house. <laughs> you need to cut the shrubbery. Right. You know, that takes some delicate conversation sometimes. Yeah. It's interesting that uh, you, you mentioned that because as I was watching this first episode of Undercover Mayor, I kept thinking to myself, you know, these are some of the things that folks – avoid moving into neighborhoods with homeowners associations because they don't like to be helicopter parented by an organization about, mm -hmm. you know, the way their bushes are trimmed or how high their grass is. But mm -hmm. there, there, there is a tangible benefit to keeping your properties looking not unkempt. You're absolutely right. And the message that we're trying to say is that you know, look at our town green and, and other parts of the city. We are also holding ourselves to this same standard because there is a tangibility to this. It attracts businesses. Mm -hmm. It attracts people that want to live here, that want to put roots into a community and stay. Mm -hmm. So there's absolutely benefits to it. Well, I happen to be a real estate agent as well, and I can tell you that those sort of things do come to mind when a buyer, particularly an out-of-market buyer, comes to visit and wants to ride around the different cities. And mm -hmm. they do judge things like, is the median landscaped? Is, uh, are, are the sides of the road well taken care of? What are the parks like? What's the downtown area look like? What is the, 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 the surrounding properties? Are they in good shape? Uh, those are the sorts of things that do come to mind. Mm. Oh, wow. You know, thank you for saying that. We've learned from real estate agents. We have some agents that have helped us and have talked to us about these things. So I, I appreciate you feeling the same way. What prompted you to seek office 16 years ago? I was appointed as principal here in Duluth, mm -hmm. Georgia, mm -hmm. at um, B.B. Harris Elementary. Mm -hmm. And I always go to the council meeting when I become a principal in a new city right. and meet the council. Well, this happens to be my hometown as well. So I overheard conversations about uh, not saving the historic buildings in the downtown mm. and getting rid of the old structures. Mm. So uh, to make a long story short, I ran on historical preservation and repurposing and reusing old spaces. So smart, because those are unique to any city that has them. They cannot be replicated anywhere else. They can't have their main streets or their downtown areas replicated. I mean, we see a lot of uh, live-work development happen, and they're nice, but they, they, they can't replace the original, you know? You're right, and you can't save all originals. I have learned that in the past uh -huh. 16 years. Sometimes you just can't afford it. Right. But you do try to 
bring back or replicate with that originality in mind. And we've done that in our downtown. When we built that, we really thought about the elements of the building mm -hmm. and did it fit in with the character. We don't want everything to look the same because it didn't in the late 1800s. But we did try to re replicate a lot of the old buildings. And, and there's, a, there's a lot of history, not just to Duluth, but to the area that Duluth sits on. Even prior to settlement by the Europeans who came here, this, of, of course, was a Cherokee land beforehand. What has the city done to remind folks of that sort of existence prior to the settlement by European settlers? We actually highlight our historical stories frequently. Mm -hmm. And the fact that the city started on the Chattahoochee River mm -hmm. with the Cherokee Indian, and it, was, it wasn't called Duluth, and it was called Howell's Crossing. We, we tell and we retell those stories. We actually have some QR codes around the city that tell that story. So, I think storytelling is one of the things we did. Absolutely. Well, and you come from an education background. I think you understand how important it is to, to teach history and, uh, you know, not, not to... Not not to hide from that history, whether it's uncomfortable or not. I, I, I admire you for doing that. We are on the phone with Mayor Nancy Harris from Duluth, Georgia, who is the star of Undercover Mayor, a new online series. Uh, we will share the link for you uh, in today's show notes at ronshowetl.com. Uh, one episode already uh, on the books, another coming out tonight at 6 o'clock. Uh, is, that, is that in conjunction with a, with a meeting or something along that line tonight? No, it's not. It's just this one segment that we're showing tonight. It'll come out again when we do our next Connect Duluth show. Now, tell, talk to me about that, the Connect Duluth uh, uh, show. Is, okay. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that. All right, we, we've tried a lot of different things over the years, so we don't just do one thing and stick with it. We change up a lot. Mm -hmm. And this is another attempt to communicate in a, in a different kind of way, maybe reach a different audience. Uh, we have learned that people would rather watch things at their own time, which you know. Uh, so you don't have to, to sit and watch this. We just stream it afterwards, and that's really when we get our audience. It's a 30-minute show broken into segments with news about the city, and one of the segments is Undercover Mayor. It's a fantastic idea. Uh, so connect, connect, uh, connect Duluth happens, uh, 6 PM Thursdays on Facebook live, right? Is that every Thursday or first Thursday or how does that work? No, we do connect Duluth about once a quarter. Oh, okay. I got you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And we uh, bring on one council member at a time. We answer questions live on the show. Yeah, it's fun. So talk it's to me. another way to communicate, you know, yeah. you've got to have dozens in your 16 years as mayor, obviously, you've seen a lot here in Metro Atlanta. You have seen, mm -hmm. uh, you've, been, you've been through presidents, you've been through uh, two recessions at least. We've seen the explosive growth of Metro Atlanta, the, the, the price of houses have, have gone up. Uh, I, I, what, what do you think is the biggest change that you've seen uh, affect your city while you've been mayor? The growth has been phenomenal. And with that growth, there's come diversity, mm -hmm. which has been wonderful. And at the same time, it's also challenging mm. to bring people along and help them see 
that we're just not the old Duluth we used to be. Right. We are, we're a new place and we're growing and evolving and we have to keep looking forward. I think that's been the biggest change I've seen. Right. And there's obviously pushback for that sort of thing, but you're right. I, I, I think growth and diversity are, are, are fantastic for communities like Duluth. Uh, mm-hmm. do you, have you have you found the need to sort of control the growth so it doesn't get out of control? I know traffic is a nightmare in just about any pocket of Metro Atlanta, but Duluth's not been immune to that either. No, here's how we feel about that. You can't control growth. Mm-hmm. I think it's our responsibility as a city to make sure that we oversee the quality of the growth. Mm. So we we can't stop it, and we don't want to stop it. We don't want to. We want to keep be vibrant, but we have to have strict standards in place. We have to be ahead of the game, and just have a high standard of, of building codes. When when you talk about standards and being ahead of the game and uh, not controlling growth but working with it, uh, g- give me some examples of ways that. You or, or, or your city has has uh, embraced the, the growth that's come or development and worked to kind of guide them so that it, it, it benefits the developer but also benefits the city. Can you think of an example? Mm. Yeah. Well, on the commercial end, I'll go there first. Sure. It would be such things as changing the way you think about parking, that parking should be behind the building. Right. That, um thinking about allowing service dealers, service company, you know, car service company, mm-hmm. parking cars in the front and in the parking lot for weeks and weeks and weeks while they're being serviced. It's being ahead of that and putting those kind of code enforcement and ordinances in place. Um, so that that's commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, also in commercial, changing the expectation of landscaping, mm-hmm. changing changing the expectation of public art that if you can't if you can put some public art in do if not think about the landscape and think about the color scheme Mm -hmm. um those are the kind of commercial things i I think you're looking for Mm -hmm. uh as far as homeowners um we these are they seem so funny now but they've been huge requiring driveways to be longer Mm. So your driveway doesn't is not part of the sidewalk that people are walking on. Oh yeah, I know that seems ridiculous, doesn't it? But uh, there's something to be said for that. Yeah, no, you sometimes yeah. you have to walk around a vehicle and out onto a road to get around it, and because so it, it we've changed all of those ordinances and building codes and building. So now, when anything's built, that's just not a question anymore. Yeah. Of course, the driveway's going to be longer. I, for, I forgot what the length is right offhand. Expecting home development to, again, think about the landscaping. Mm-hmm. Think about public art within the, the home development. Mm-hmm. Thinking about HOAs and, and pushing for that so mm-hmm. they will have some quality control. The number of people that can dwell in a house, mm-hmm. we've addressed all of that. Mm-hmm. Overnight parking mm-hmm. been a big, big change for us. Goodness. Uh, we, had, uh, we had some issues with that, and we implemented that about six or nine months ago. Okay. So my last question, or actually my second to last question to you, uh, what about green energy? What has the city done to encourage green energy and being mindful of the environment? That's really a long list. First of all, we've <laughs> changed all of our light bulbs. 
I mean, again, that saved just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of dollars right. changing the light bulbs. Right. Uh, we have our own public works department. We run our own recycling plant nice. or program for our residents. It's only open to citizens of Duluth. Mm. And within that recycling program, we recycle glass. Uh, our trash program is really unique in that we have our own trash bags. Mm. And uh, you, you just pay by uh, consumption. You don't pay a monthly fee. Okay. You just pay based on the bags that you purchase. Understandable. Um, we uh, we sweep the streets now mm -hmm. uh, several times a year. That was not being done. We have a strong stormwater program that educates our citizens about blowing their lawn cuttings and down stormwater drains and mm. all this is green. Mm. I think just educating people about doing the right thing. So that's just some of the things we've done. And you managed to do it in an entertaining manner. I do appreciate that. My last question to you, Mayor Harris, is so since your term's coming up at the end of the year, what are you going to do with all this free time? When I get through, I don't know. I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> I, I've got some things on the on the docket. I do. I'm going to be the chairman of the board at the Hutchins Fine Arts Center. Mm -hmm. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'd like to get my Master Gardener certification. Okay. And then I would like to do volunteer work in that area, outside in, in yards and landscaping. Fantastic. All right. Well, it's, it sounds like you'll still have a full plate even after being mayor of yeah. Duluth for the last 16 years. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Ron. Another undercover uh, mayor appears tonight, 6 p.m. We'll, we'll share the link uh, at ronshowatl.com. Also on Duluth, uh, the, the city of Duluth's Facebook page starting at 6 o'clock as well. Mayor Nancy Harris from Duluth, Georgia, thank you for some time today and for joining me on The Ron Show. Ron, I enjoyed it. Same thank here. You so much. Have a good Bye -bye. one. Nice to do a segment once in a while that's not all bitter partisanship, right? Our thanks to Mayor Nancy Harris of Duluth for joining us. More Ron Show after this on the America One Radio app, americaoneradio.com, or wherever you podcast. Final segment of the Ron Show for Thursday, and I'm going to talk college and pro football. So if you're not into that, I'm going to just go ahead and let you off the hook. If you want to take off, I'm back tomorrow, 5 to 6 p.m. On the America One Radio app, americaoneradio.com, wherever you podcast. Now, I, I want to talk a little bit about, of all things, the Chicago Bears, the uh, NFL team where, uh, well, Metro Atlanta raised Justin Fields is the quarterback for said Chicago Bears. And it's not been good his first three seasons in Chicago. And it's not all his fault. The team is a dumpster fire. The franchise has been something of a dumpster fire for quite a while. But there was a big kerfuffle when he... Uh, first committed to the University of Georgia, it was presumed that once he got to the university, he was going to win over the starting job to play quarterback at the University of Georgia. Small problem was, before he got there, the University of Georgia, I believe it was Kirby Smart's second season at Georgia, challenged for a national championship. Got to the championship game. The starting quarterback that year was a fellow by the name of Jake Fromm, who himself was a freshman. So he still had three years if he chose to come back and play football at Georgia. And then after his freshman year, Jake Fromm's, Justin Fields came in. Uh, Fromm was like a four-star recruit. Fields a five-star recruit, highly touted. And Georgia fans were clamoring to see Justin Fields get on the field. Even if it meant benching Jake Fromm for whatever reason or no reason. Well, suffice to say, 
again, things have not gone well for Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. And Justin Fields, like, threw his coaching staff under the bus. Well, I'm playing robotic because of the coaching. That's not exactly what a team-first guy does, right? See, I felt all along that there were some unspoken, unwritten, untold, valid reason or reasons that Justin Fields never ascended at Georgia. Though he impatiently gave himself only one season to take over at quarterback. He just didn't do it. His freshman season, he played sparingly. Obviously didn't show enough in practice or watching game film or whatever to convince the coaching staff that he was ready to take over for Jake Fromm, who, by the way, was still there and still winning. I think they lost two games in Jake Fromm's sophomore season. Anyway, obviously the coaches who knew better didn't see something in Justin Fields to warrant his being the guy over Jake Fromm. Better physical gifts, skills, all being superior to the likes of Jake Fromm. No one would question that. I mean, he's an NFL starter. Jake Fromm is like on a practice squad for the Washington Commanders. So obviously it wasn't just skill or physical abilities. So because Justin couldn't win the job at Georgia, he left Georgia to go win a job elsewhere at Ohio State, where he also did not win a national championship. Though I will confess, he gave a valiant effort in a championship game. Not all his fault that they lost. See, I think we're seeing, though, what the Georgia coaching staff saw or didn't see in Justin Fields that they did see in Jake Fromm. Fromm's on a practice squad, again, in the NFL. But at Georgia, he had a coaching staff that believed in him, his abilities, and his leadership. Leadership doesn't show up at the combine or in stats. It graces sidelines and locker rooms, though. And given the dumpster fire that the Bears franchise is, for reasons beyond just Justin Fields, I will say that again, you got to wonder if the team would be better served by a gritty character and leadership first kind of quarterback versus a skill-to-his-teeth blame defector. Because that's what Justin Fields is now. Highly skilled. Folks see the skill, they see the physical traits, and they're like, why is this not working? The coach who believed Fields wasn't ready for the role just yet has gone, by the way, 52-5 and since Justin left the University of Georgia. Those wins on the shoulders of a Jake Fromm, who got 12 of those 52 wins, and another quarterback by the name of Stetson Bennett, who'd have not been a fan preference over the much-hyped Justin Fields either. I suppose I'd also mention the two national championships that Stetson Bennett, who doesn't have the physical gifts and skill that Justin Fields does, but managed to win. It's not all Justin Fields' fault in Chicago, okay? It's not his fault that the Bears have been an awful dumpster fire since he arrived there, again, even before then. He's just not giving the Chicago Bears and their fan base any reason to believe that he's irreplaceable or that he's the guy who will lead from the locker room to the sideline to the end zone, his teammates, to pull it all together and reverse the trajectory. As a Bulldogs fan, I was on a lot of chat boards having to talk to other fans who were just clamoring and and hemming and hawing about, well, why is Kirby Smart choosing Jake Fromm over Justin Fields? Is it about race or, oh gosh. I hate to think that that even has to come up in a conversation, but the results sort of prove themselves. And I guess what I'm saying is, as Democrats, maybe there's something that we can take from this as well. Uh, Our starting quarterback is old. (laughs) He's not the flashiest uh, guy. He's not the five-star recruit. He's not Gavin Newsom with the pearly white smile or just the latest fad, or he's, he's not the second coming of Barack Obama, but he's... He's putting wins on the he's putting points on the scoreboard and, and wins in the column and 
maybe we just, and I'm talking to myself here because I know I get on Joe Biden a lot and I get worried and I start hammering about polls and what they show too, but it's hard to deny the results. We keep winning. Special elections, we keep winning. We're on this winning path and maybe we just need to trust the process. That's going to do it for The Ron Show. Back tomorrow, 5 to 6 p.m. on the American Radio app, AmericanRadio.com, and afterwards wherever you podcast. Get more at RonShowATL.com. See you tomorrow.